1: You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Here we go, Area 45.
2: I'm Sean Bajani. He's Patrick Creighton. 713-572-4610. 5-7-2-4-6-10. If you'd like to be a part of the show, you can call or text. What is we're looking at dogs during the break. What is that dog you that's, just showed me? That's a Siberian. Siberian Husky? Yeah. Oh, wow. That's pretty dog. Yeah, he's got the blue eyes. Yeah.
3: Blue eyes, a Siberian Husky. Tree.
2: Yeah, man. That is a perfect looking dog. Doing a little doggy shopping during the break.
3: It's a, it's a red Husky.
2: Yeah. Are you in the market? Are you, just, are you at that stage where you're just like, you look in, so you're looking, but not really looking?
3: Here's where I am with this. Uh-huh. I have a dog who just turned eight. She is still very young and very athletic and very energetic and she's she's great but i want to get her a buddy mm-hmm. um now that you know my responsibilities here have me out the door at 7 30 in the morning and home at 11 o'clock at night mm-hmm. um i'm looking to get her a buddy it's yeah. a long day to be home by yourself now my daughter gets home around 3 30 you know, and then my wife gets home right about 4 o'clock. Yeah, but
2: still, that's a long time. Yeah, you're so right.
3: she's home by herself from 7.30 in the morning till 3.30 in the afternoon, which is not a problem for her. Like, it's like she can't hold it that long or whatnot. She's just sitting around the house, moping around, not doing anything. Yeah. I want him to have a buddy. So, I would like to get a second dog. My daughter would love to have a second dog. My son, who's out of the house nine months out of the year because he's away at school, would love to have a second dog. <laughs> of course he would. He doesn't have to take care of it. There is, however, there is one overriding vote that is saying no. Who, who could that be? That would be the person who wears the house on a ring. <laughs> uh, I haven't heard that. <laughs> she uh, she has been the the no dog person, and unfortunately, when we take uh, when when the board of directors passes its votes. She holds a fifty-one percent share. Yeah, so she outvotes the, the three of us. Uh huh. Um, and we all know the one person that you do not want unhappy in the house is the mama bear.
2: Yeah, the one that wears or the we house will on the
3: will ring. All be miserable. <laughs> <laughs> I am. A,
2: I can relate to mama bear uh, because I am mama bear in that regard in my
3: household. I do not want another dog.
2: Can't do it. At least in the puppy stage, and that's the battle that yeah. we fight. My I, wife I want wants a another. pup, and I don't want a pup. I can't do it.
3: I want another dog, and listen, If it's a, I'd love it if it's a puppy because I prefer oh. to train the dog myself, mm. which I could do over the summer. Um, you
2: ambitious, you.
3: Well, you know what? Actually, I taught my wife how to train a dog, and she trained the one we have now, uh-huh. and she's right. There, there you go. So my wife could even train her. I was going to say, pass those summer. duties off. Um which is fine because the dog is going to be her protector anyway. I mean that's this one is. Yeah. So
2: Well, what kind of protect because you were showing me some protectors that might fit in the palm of your hand. Oh, well, you know,
3: we <laughs> were looking at different dogs that are uh, you know, have recently been posted it at Fort Bend Animal BC. Shelter. Fort Bend Animal Shelter has so many beautiful dogs that they are just so desperate to get uh adopted because they're they're overflowing. I think their capacity is like a hundred dogs and they have like two hundred.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh,
3: they've got so many. I was showing them a picture of Olive, who's a two year old black lab, and purebred because there's no other coloring, right? When when a lab is a mixed breed, they get the white stripe that runs down the middle of their belly. Yeah. It's called the St. John's Water Dog coloring. Uh, the St. John's Water Dog is an ancestor of of the, of the Labrador. You
2: dropping the dog knowledge oh, on me I'm, right now?
3: Listen, I you know my family. We used. to I know you frequent the uh, Westminster dogs. Dog Show. Let me tell you, I I always watch the dog show. Who doesn't? It's always on. And when my kids were little, I think my son was like five, my daughter was two. Yeah. They were very interested in the dog show because, A, they like to tell me which were the boy dogs, and they like to tell me why. (laughs) I wonder why.
2: Dad, that's
3: a boy dog. Look at his.
2: Yeah. Some of them are very prevalent.
3: Some of them are. Those dogs are large. And I don't just mean... Height and weight—they're large. Yeah, so,
2: I did not know we were going to get into uh, dog knowledge here. This so evening.
3: I had shown uh, only on Area 45. Showing a uh, a Papillon mix. I uh, showed him a Siberian Husky. Which a one? Red was, Siberian. Which one was Pierre? Pierre was the Papillon mix, the go. little guy.
2: That is the one that I would not deem a uh, future protector. No, of the. No, uh, he's an
3: ankle biter. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know what? When you have a little dog, you pair him with a big dog because the little dog is the doorbell, uh-huh. and he wakes up the big dog to go in yeah. business. <laughs> you you know, the the ankle biters, they hear everything.
2: All right, let me try to segue here from um from
3: ankle biters to we'll go dog
2: tags to franchise tags. <laughs> 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 Seamless. Look at that. Uh let's get into uh this convo cuz I saw this report earlier today. Franchise tags reportedly very unlikely for free agent running backs. Uh and it's it, the headliners on on this article was Saquon Barkley and Josh Jacobs, all right, I guess two of the biggest, but basically within this piece, it named every free agent running back, <laughs> presumably that will hit free agency come March 11th. So Saquon Barkley, Josh Jacobs, Cowboys uh, running back Tony Pollard, Derek Henry expected to explore free agency and not be tagged along with Austin Eckler from the Chargers. Anybody and everybody we've been discussing pretty much uh, not likely to be tagged. But, you know, we'll wait and see and find out for sure uh, in the coming days.
3: Well, the important part of this is the reporting all says Saquon is not getting tagged.
2: Yeah, not getting tagged, which is great because
3: he's following damn near every Houston Texan on the planet.
2: And to fill in the blanks a little bit on that was uh, KPRC's Aaron Wilson, who covers the Texans for Channel 2. Uh, he reported that uh, Barkley, as you mentioned, and C.J. Stroud uh, have spoken, and it's been communicated uh, by Stroud and other higher-profile Texans. Laramie I believe Tunsil? Nico Collins was one. <laughs> Tank Dell was probably another. Laramie Tunsil made his very public the other day uh, that Barkley would like to play here. Now, Tunsil, not talking Saquon Barkley publicly, but he did tweet out, what was that, Friday, uh, the Xavier Howard tweet. Uh, I think he'd put Howard times Stingley yes. uh, with the uh, emoji of smoke coming out the nose. I, we like that one. And that kind of brings me to this in that um, it seems like anything that Laramie Tunsell can get behind uh, would be a good thing and generally happens. Anything that C.J. Stroud uh, gets behind is generally a good thing. And has happened. You wanted Tank Dell? You got Tank Dell. It was good. Uh, C.J. Stroud was, uh, you know, L- Laramie Tunsil was Stroud's biggest fan. QB one, right? Like, literally the week after yeah. <laughs> <In> <laughs> the May. draft. Uh, get him in there. He's going to be the dude throwing the footballs for us this season. It happened, and it was good. So, a small track record, but a proven track record nonetheless. I'm liking it. You know, Saquon's not the only guy following Houston Texans around. Josh Jacobs following a few Texans on uh, his Instagram. And nobody else out there that, you know, would be looking for an upgraded running back this offseason. I haven't seen any Titans, any Giants, any Chargers, any uh, uh, any other teams followed by those individuals. So it sounds pretty good. It's not Saquon or Bus though, according to Aaron Wilson. In fact, the Texans are still very much with the idea that they could run it back with Devin Singletary.
1: I'm kind of thinking about this piece. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.
0: LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
2: See, I don't think Singletary's back at all if they go Jacobs or Barkley. I think Singletary's back only if they don't get any running back on the open market, and they run it back with Singletary and Pierce.
3: Um, running it back with Singletary and Pierce should be a non-starter. Period. The end. And that is not to knock Singletary.
2: It's more of a knock on Damian Pierce, right? It's, because you can't, you don't trust it. You haven't seen it.
3: I, I can't have Damian Pierce as my number two right now because. He didn't. He 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 broke everybody's faith last year. Devin Singletary to me is not good enough to be your real one. This is why their run game was. We're gonna play ass or no ass, okay? <laughs> it was ass. They need ass. they they need a, a somebody who is better than Devin. I think Devin Singletary is a great number two back, but they need a one. And whether that one is is Saquon Barkley, I'd really like it to be Saquon Barkley. By the way. Uh, whether that's Josh Jacobs, I would not be upset if it was Josh Jacobs. Just going to say, all right, I wouldn't be upset there.
2: I don't think you'd be upset if it was Barkley, Jacobs, or Eckler.
3: Like, if you're oh, being Eckler honest. would definitely be third on the list because Eckler, is, to me, is a better pass catcher than a runner. Mm-hmm. And to me, they need somebody who can run. They need somebody who is physical enough to run between the tackles, fast enough to get outside when they need to. That's Barkley. Somebody who is an excellent pass catcher, that's Barkley. I mean, that sounds an awful lot like Josh Jacobs. Josh as Jacobs well. can can get between the tackles. He's got yeah. speed. I don't think he's as good a receiver as Barkley is. I don't know that there's a lot of guys outside of Christian McCaffrey who are as good a receiver as Barkley.
2: I'm thinking if you had Josh Jacobs and Damian Pierce in the backfield, that would be one of the most hateful running duos in the NFL. Angry runs. Yes. Angry runs. And I just, I I can't get that out of my mind. And the people that are Barkley or Bust, I mean, I get it. Look, how often do you get an opportunity to get a guy like Saquon Barkley, who if, and it seems like a huge if, the Giants did decide to tag him. I think his tag number is just over $12 million. Um, According to Adam Schefter, those two sides are going to talk when it is time for them to talk about doing a deal but Adam Schefter also said that it's not likely the Giants would tag Barkley, so that makes us around here a little bit more excited. But I just i, I think it's hard to kick any of these guys out because of what you just have endured, literally. I mean, for years, Patrick, I, tell me the last real running back you felt like you could hang your hat on and say, you know what, that's our dude. Like, we can roll with that guy. And I don't want to hear about no damn Carlos Hyde.
3: Look, there's one dude who's been that guy for as long as I've been here.
2: Uh Uh-huh. AF?
3: Yeah, Arian Foster.
2: And that's long AF ago.
3: That's the dude. You know what I'm saying? It was Arian Foster. In fact, I don't know that there was ever anybody before Arian Foster that you could say for a prolonged period of time he was the dude.
2: No, they never had anybody prolonged. It was, you know, Steve Slayton for a minute. It was um, Dominic Williams, Dominic Davis for a minute until he changed his name. Uh, you know, there's one guy, like, it was the fellow that they got from Miami, uh, Miller, uh, a few years back. Yeah, Lamar Miller was okay. But for an extended period of time when your team was really good, it just hasn't ever lined up. Arian Foster's the best example, and that's long as hell ago. And you have an opportunity to where, if these reports turn out to be true, and they're all going to be available come March 11th on the free agent market, none of them are going to be tagged. You're going to have your pick of the litter. And if there's mutual interest, Barkley wants to come here. Maybe Josh J. Who doesn't want to come here? Get used to that. Who doesn't want to come play for the new up-and-coming Houston Texans and C.J. freaking Stroud? And have an offensive coordinator that was, you know, one of the most popular candidates to be interviewed for a head coaching position this offseason. Who doesn't want that? Get used to that and also get used to this. Having your pick of the litter when you can move on from Rex Burkhead and Devin Singletary. And I don't even mean to put him in the same class, but, I mean, come on. He's not Tier 1.
3: You can go get you a Tier 1 guy right now, today,
2: when it's March 11th.
3: I'm loving it. You know what? Saquon is making it very clear he wants to play for the Texans. Does that mean he's willing to sign a deal without grabbing every single last possible dollar? The Texans have money, and they can sign them. They've got multiple needs they need to sign uh, I, to me, John Grenard should be number one on the list of sure. guys that need to be here. You can't tell me, A, uh, defensive line, defensive front is a priority. And you also can't explain to me, hey, we drafted a guy in the third round a few years ago yeah. because we want, we belong, we believed we could coach him and develop him and turn him into a big-time player so that you could invest four years in coaching this guy and developing him and making him the player you always thought he could be so you could say, All right, bye. We're going to let somebody else reap the benefits of that. Right. So to me, John Grenard is number one. And I think they are going to sign John Grenard. If they don't, they damn well better freaking tag him. Uh, And then after that, man, Saquon Barkley wants to come here. Maybe he's willing to take a couple of mil less. Maybe instead of 14 million, he's willing to take 11. But you know, why take less? If
2: the Texans in that regard, you don't have a lot of leverage. The way I'm I'm looking at it right now. You don't have a lot of leverage. Like, take less for what? Like, you're, you're a really like, good team. Your ass needs a running
3: back. I feel like you do have leverage. How? Well, if you don't want to, you know, take my offer, well, maybe Josh Jacobs does. Oh, if you don't want to, well, maybe Tony Pollard does. Maybe Derrick Henry does. Maybe Austin Eckler does. There are going to be so many well, running backs on the market, yeah. and none of them are getting tagged. Right, that there is it's it's not Saquon or Bust. I mean, look I'd love it to be Saquon, but it's not Saquon or bust. You're gonna have ten running backs on the market who are starters who are all free agents.
2: Here's the thing though, real quick. Only one running back since twenty twenty one has signed a long term deal and made more than ten million dollars a year. And that happened last offseason. Jonathan Taylor. Now you've got guys like Austin Eckler. Uh, Derrick Henry to a lesser degree, but he's a top tier running back. You know, still looked upon as that by many. Obviously, we're talking about Saquon Barkley and Josh Jacobs, and you know, maybe their AJ Dillon approaches something like that. Maybe a, a Swift approaches something like that. I don't know, but there's probably more money to be made if you're a running back in free agency this off season than there had been in the last two, three, four off seasons. And so I'm thinking about it like. While the Texans need a running back, if you're one of those top-tier running backs, then you can almost kind of set your price. I mean, the price is automatically going to go up for all of them because they're all available, and there's a lot of teams that want those guys, but there's a few teams that need those guys to literally take the next step.
3: And there's few teams that have the air apparent QB1 who looks like an absolute megastar with a team on the rise yeah. that everybody wants to play with. You know what? If you're Saquon and you come to the Texans, you know how many endorsement deals are going to be for him? You talk about a guy who's photogenic, has a personality, camera loves him? Saquon Barkley.
2: Yeah. 713-572-4610. Uh, what do you guys think? 713-572-4610. What does the running back market look like? What should the Texans do? Let us hear from you. Are you
1: Barkley or Bust? That's next. Area 45 Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance.